0: Say hello to a girl named Star, the magical princess from another dimension. She's down to earth and up for anything. Let's party! She's ready to take on the world.
1: One awkward battle at a time.
0: Why was the word suck in that spell? Say hello, Star. Star Butterfly, rule! Now say hello to her little friend. I'm good. Star versus The Forces of Evil premieres Monday, March 30th at 8 on Disney XD.
2: Sounds cool! Welcome, one and all, to the Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, the podcast where we review Disney television animation shows. I'm your host, Chandler D'Oshay. Joining me today via Zoom, we have Diego La Camara. Hello, And joining us for the very first time here on the podcast without a cool acronym. You know him from his Idiot's Guide to Star vs. the Forces of Evil series on his YouTube channel, Andrew Acuna. And you also know him from the Twitter feed, at Acuna Andrew. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Acuna. The
1: color of the day is seven. How are you doing, everyone? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you can expect from me.
2: <laughs>
1: Great. All right.
2: So today we're here to talk about um Star versus the Forces of Evil. Star versus the Forces of Evil came out in 2015. It is, of course, um created by Darren Nefcy. Nefcy? Is that pronounced right? Yeah. Yep. Created by you Darren Nefcy. Of course, a lot of the people that worked on it went to go work on other shows down the road, including yep. um The Owl House.
0: Oh.
1: That's another good one.
2: This is a show that had a very interesting run. I'll say that. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about with it. Um, but really quick, I want to I want to go into what is everyone here's connection to Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Well,
0: to be honest, uh, I saw a lot of uh, uh, a lot of um, TV uh, TV spots, uh, a lot of promos. Of Star vs. The Forces of Evil. Um, similar to shows like Wander Over Yonder, I've I've been tangentially uh aware of it, but um to be honest, haven't seen much of it uh before now.
1: So I got into it like uh in twenty fifteen when it was coming out. I stayed with it for a majority of this run, but I didn't really get super into it until like twenty nineteen when it was ending. Hmm. And now it's like my current obsession, like the way Phineas and Ferb was for a while. I was really into it when it first came
2: out. Um, because it was right around when Phineas and Ferb was ending. So it was and and shortly afterwards um Gravity Falls would air. So it was kind of the 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 big show for a little while on um Disney Channel before other stuff started coming up. And but I remember I also that was around the time that we ended up eventually moving and didn't have cable. So there was a while where I completely fell off with it. And like by the time Milo Murphy's Law came out, I was literally just buying episodes of that on just Amazon Instant Video or whatever it is because that was the only way I could watch it because other other than that I did not have cable or any way to access Disney now or anything like that so I kind of fell off for a while I got back into it at one point and kind of got myself caught back up but I still feel like there's a lot of it I haven't seen mainly with season four um because I remember what is the last episode I remember I, I remember the one with the photo booth so I think that's as far as I've gotten
1: that's the end of season three that's the end so, of
2: season three so yeah. i haven't watched like any of season four but the interesting thing about uh. this show is that it shifts through multiple status quos throughout the course of the series which is not something you normally see usually it'll be maybe once or twice that it'll yeah. have a big status quo but it, it feels like there's more of those in star versus the Forests of evil and they yeah, kind of tend to go back and forth between doing really epic arc stuff and then just doing random one-off episodes that are just like, well, here's what we're going to throw at the wall this week. So it's it's kind of an interesting contrast between the two.
1: You know what it reminds me a lot? It reminds me of Legend of Korra, because it, it does take a different tone each season. Oh. Which Korra kind of did.
2: Look, looking back on it, it, it kind of feels to me like they weren't really sure if they wanted it to be... A more kind of goofy offbeat show that was just kind of a bunch of random nonsense or if they wanted to be a little more epic and serious and it, it can be a hard balance to strike but it's a it's a show with some really really great characters especially as it goes on and they ditch some of the earlier side characters that weren't working specifically um marco's two friends who, who what were their names i forget them
0: alfonso
1: and ferguson
2: yes the, we we don't see much of them after like season two
1: Praise be the Lord.
0: <laughs> hey, it's kind of like uh it's kind of like the Thor movies. You sort of ditch the friends that, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It kind of is like it kind of is like that because um Thor three is so totally different from the other two. Yeah. Uh and and yeah, it's we're gonna get rid of all these side characters you don't really care about.
1: Yeah, and keep others that you don't care about. (laughs) Yeah,
2: although there are some that it's like, oh, but what about like uh, because like Jacqueline Thomas is cool. Uh,
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, god, they wasted her. Yeah, they wasted her.
2: Jacqueline Thomas, I I would compare almost to someone like Stacy, where it's like you want to have her around more, and she's not around nearly enough. Exactly. She's, she's a cool character, yeah. you know. Because Markly spends the whole yeah. like what first season obsessing over her. Probably second, yep. he dates her at one point, and I think she breaks up with him, or maybe he. Breaks, yeah,
1: I think yeah, she breaks up with him. Yep, she dumps him. Yeah, and for and the whole thing, how it's handled, it's so dumb that we can get into that later. We'll get
2: something. we'll get to that further down the road. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I wanna. This is one that we're gonna be revisiting a bunch. Yeah, because uh, I I do really want to uh, cover this show on this podcast. Oh. Uh, um, yeah. But we're going back to the first episode and the basics, which is Ludo and his gang of monsters and everyone's favorite character,
1: maybe Ponyhead. If his opposite day, maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I think Ponyhead is a character that. Is fine in small doses. Very but small she doses. She can be. She can be a lot to handle if it's just
0: her. So, so like a lot of side characters that. Yeah,
2: you know. yeah. Um, uh, but one th- one thing that's really introduced in this uh, in the second segment of this first episode we're gonna watch is um, just how many different worlds there are. And how, how many places there are, and they, they get really creative with the, the locations in this show, and that's something that's always been a huge strength of it. I mean, the, the background design is gorgeous, it really is. It's a really good looking show,
1: yeah. And the animation in season one is a lot bouncy and livelier compared to its successive seasons. Oh, so I think like they the- changed animation studios,
2: they, yeah, they changed that sounds about right. They changed animation studios. And also, again, mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to it's like, well, okay, do we want this to be more of a goofy show or do we want it to be more of that kind of epic fantasy with, you know, the deep mythology? And again, it kind of feels like those can, can be at odds.
1: They're not. The answer is yes.
2: <laughs> they, they sometimes work really well together. I think um, an example I can think of of a later episode where they brought something back from, like, I want to say I want to say that was season one, but it could have just been season two, was the whole truth or punishment thing.
1: Hmm.
2: Where that they actually came out in season back. two. Yeah, that was in season two, but they brought it back in a later episode, and yeah. it had to have been season three. Um, yep. and, and I'm like, that was a really clever way to bring that back, because that's something that kind of felt like a one-off that ended up coming back.
1: I still want to see more of
2: it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Truth or punishment is still better than uh, Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. <laughs> oh, god. oh yes, that is a terrible
0: movie. Oh my god, uh, I
1: haven't seen it, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, it's
0: awful. Is it is it better or worse than the Bye Bye Man?
2: I think it's still better than the Bye Bye Man, but one of the people from the Bye Bye Man is actually in that movie.
1: Oh no, it's a curse. I can't take the Bye Bye Man seriously as a title. I can't <laughs>
2: <laughs> say his name. You won't be laughing when he kills you. The Peaky Poop Man. It's, like, so much. How, it's How do you call your movie? You can't if it's a comedy. It to be taken seriously. Ugh. Like, Truth or Dare is not a bad title, but the thing is, the whole movie was literally built around a title. It's like, hey, you want to make a movie called Truth or Dare? Sure, do you have a script? No, we have a title. Oh, yes. um, Okay. Well, here's the fine. I'll write the first scene, and we'll just write the rest of the movie around that.
0: It's and uh, let's uh, let's get Doug Jones to be the monster. Great. What is his character? Yes. Um. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um okay.
2: <laughs> so we're gonna watch Star Wars the Forces of Evil season one, episode one. Star comes to Earth and parting with a pony. And we'll be right back after we do that, right here on the podcast without a cool
1: acronym
0: long ago in a faraway land there was a prosperous studio run by a middle-aged ceo in an era of princesses and flashy musical numbers the studio decided to go in a different direction and thus their most unique creation was born and they called it the emperor's new groove but the emperor's new groove is more than just one movie there's an entire expanded grooveverse out there and i intend to explore it all On the Emperor's New Podcast. Hi, I'm Micah Hirsch, and I'll be your host on this whimsical journey as I'm joined by special guests to discuss every corner of this underrated franchise, from movies to television to theme parks. You can hear all about it on the Emperor's New Podcast, available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Be sure to stop by and give it a listen, and remember, beware the groove. Now, Star, this wand is a big responsibility. Yeah. If it falls into the hands of evil forces, the universe could be destroyed. <laughs> <gasps> Don't worry, Mom. I can handle it.
2: She can handle it. All right. So, we just watched season one, episode one of Star versus the Force of Evil, Star Comes to Earth slash Party with a Pony. That's a fun little start to the show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, That's one way I describe it. Yeah. It's the one thing that was at least a pilot, you know, the pilot uh, section. One thing that, that really struck me was the amount of like expressions and the amount of really vivid and clear poses. Uh, yeah, yeah, but so it's not as much um, of that
2: as you get further in the series. It, get, it gets kind of toned down, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, and this episode is oh, so definitely. impressive all the
1: time. Yeah, it's going for high paced comedy, and it certainly pulls it off. Yeah, Damn. absolutely.
0: All the voices are really. Uh, I mean, with Marco and um and Star, they're both really well cast, and the you know the animation certainly, at least for this episode, really lives up to that.
1: They have good chemistry together, and it's well established right from the start. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yep. So one thing that this has in common with uh, Gravity Falls is there is narration in the first episode that seems to never come back, and I don't think it does come back in the finale. I think it's just the first episode. It doesn't. Just for just for the purposes of exposition, because I guess when you're trying to set up a high concept fantasy show, it's good to have exposition just from the character in the beginning. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's you know in most cases it's a good idea unless you're a Blade Runner, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. also um, so of course she crashes through the the whole town to go to this ceremony where she's gonna get the wand, and I love how uh, she's like, "Don't worry, mom, I can handle it." Smash cut to the rainbow on fire above the town. It's like she can't. Everything
1: do. is broken.
2: <laughs> everything is broken. <laughs> yeah that is. Um, I love the i love anything that's like a smash cut like that it's so good
1: it's great timing and yeah. what, yeah. Do they expect, great, really? the what the did timing. they expect really yeah, what did they expect
2: I mean the timing that ends up coming back later is of course the say nos joke um oh god every time, say they, every time they mention say nos it's just uh, a shot of Either Star or in the second half of the episode, Ponyhead uh, getting getting dragged backwards into Saino's while screaming, and then the gate just shuts
1: violently. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that kind of remind me of uh, really of sets the, it up. <laughs> yeah, kind of remind me of uh, the joke in Paddington one where it's like, uh, where it's like, uh, where, where will you be taken to? Like, uh, you know, like the orphanage? No, you. And then it cuts to the orphanage, and then. Uh, and then it's like, no, uh, the, the Downton Abbey guy's like, no, you'll be going to the place where it's just very, very particular. And then it cuts to the same gate and it just changes the word saying the, you know, the, the saying what the Downton Abbey guy says. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: jeez. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, um,
2: so. Yeah. St. Olga's those plays these, a big they're... part in
1: the show going forward. Um, yeah St. it really does
2: going forward um so it starts like don't say don't send me to say say no's and her parents are like we're not sending you to say no's we're sending you to earth how do they know about? because that Earth's
1: place doesn't have nearly enough things on fire
2: yeah <laughs> yeah this, yep. well see this was back in um this was back in 2015 when sending someone to earth was the safe option true <laughs> yeah before
0: everything, well, I mean, things were still on fire in 2015. But Before 2020. as bad as things in were, Cali- Calif- California is pretty much on fire a lot of times. So, yeah, California know, is on fire a lot of the time. Um, but ironically enough, California. isn't the
1: hometown of the show
2: in California? On fire. It is in California. It's in Los Angeles. Oh,
1: oh geez, that's it's even worse. It's in Los
2: Angeles. So why did we never get a star goes to Disneyland episode?
0: Oh my god, that, <laughs> I, that missed opportunity there. The missed mouse don't like to play. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to pay extra. But I'm in your same comment. Extra!
2: Actually, um, I, I had asked at one point, I can't find the tweet, so I, I I don't know if it's still up there or if it got deleted, but so I had asked... Um, I want to say it was Dan or Swampy. I think it was Swampy. Uh, If they'd ever considered doing an episode based around one of the parks. And they said, yeah, we had thought about that, but we couldn't do it because of the FCC rules with uh, kids programming. Uh Right. I'm like, well, that makes sense. But that's that's why you could do it as a Disney Plus special now. It wouldn't have to follow those FCC rules there because it's not being aired on a network. But I guess it's um, not advertising, which I'm like, well, fair enough. But also, like, where do you draw the line? Like, so what, if you made a Haunted Mansion show, that would be considered advertising? It's like, no, it's just based on something. Right. It's to be a place you can go to, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see, uh, I, I still would love to see a Haunted Mansion show, of course. They actually did, this a it. little bit of a side note, but for Halloween, um, they did a series of really cool stop motion bumpers for Disney XD, where yeah. it was different characters visiting the Haunted Mansion, and they had one where it was Star and Ponyhead visiting Captain Leota. Nice.
1: They had another one with Star and Marco, I believe. Right,
2: outside, I think, in the graveyard. Yeah. I love it.
0: Nice. That. It's
2: like, oh man, I want a Haunted yeah. Mansion
0: series. I want to mention an animated anime so movie. I, th- I think an animated series would be great. Yeah, like <laughs> it w- you, oh my god, imagine if it were like tales like a tales from the crypt type of thing where it's like or some kind of anthology show where it's like this char- this is the story of this ghost and the I don't
2: know. I would love to I see it be that. kind of a mix of an anthology but also still have a through line, I think. Yeah. Or maybe it's maybe it's um somebody's exploring the mansion and they come mm-hmm. across the different the different things, and they kind of uncover a bigger mystery.
1: Yeah, Um that's brilliant.
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Why
1: don't Why don't they just do that with the characters, with the cartoon characters? You know, you could do Phineas, Ferb, uh, Star Marco, Dipper, and Mabel,
2: Cartoon All Stars yeah. to the Rescue, Ducktales. Yeah, yeah, like all the characters, it's
1: right there on the silver platter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but, oh, well, well, uh, that's yeah. what fanfiction's for, I guess. <laughs> but this is practically—I mean, this would practically be a haunted mansion animated adapted. Anything now would practically be fanfiction, so well, yeah, fund it,
2: yeah. Because <laughs> anything, anything you're gonna make based on the mansion is just one interpretation of it.
0: Yeah,
2: there's already so many different theories about what everything in the ride actually means.
0: Yeah. But you know, it's um,
2: not to make you guys yeah. jealous or anything, but I've actually gotten to walk through the mansion in Florida. Jealous, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so, anyways, yeah, so Star and Margo get paired up because the principal of the school is easily bought. He's like, Yeah, this isn't gonna work, and then they just give him a huge chest of treasure. He's like, Oh, well, I'm gonna go to the ice cream shop tonight. <laughs>
1: Hey, what do you think oh. the money conversion
0: rate is between Muni and Earth? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was dude. wondering that God. too. I, maybe, they, maybe they had a... I don't know. Maybe it's... It, they got like Earth money and, you know, like what's it called? Got a bunch of like just before already converted it beforehand. It's like...
2: Only a few select people have dimensional scissors and you have to earn them. Um, oh. But my question is, anyone who has them, um, I would think would try to get currency from different places so that they can then spend it later, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Sort of like if you're a time traveler, you want to have money from different eras. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so my, my question regarding the... So, so of course, the principal pair star up with Marco because Marco is the safe kid, which is something that pretty <laughs> much doesn't come up again in the entire show, and they just have it for the first episode so that he's the oh. go-to kid.
1: Yeah, it gets, it gets dropped pretty fast.
2: Even though his family hosts exchange students and he was going to be the go-to person anyway. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he comes home after um, he first meets her, and they accept uh, She her, tells like, him that she tells him that she's a magical princess from another dimension, and does that whole rainbow. And they don't care, fire, which is the uh, the the shot that was in all the promos, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Also in that scene, I love that Morga's um, like, I. I'm tired of being the same kid. I would welcome a little danger in my life, and she turns a butterfly into a horrifying monster that scares him. And then picks up some. And he nearly soils himself away with him. I'm like that kid is dead. That kid is
0: dead. That, that kid a yeah. out. Yep. <laughs> yep. That. Uh, that. Star's uh, a killer. Can we just yeah. talk about the uh, the laser cats homage, but it's puppies. Laser puppies. Yes. Uh, so, Marker from home and Star is there.
2: And he's complaining about uh, her because his, his parents are like, "Wouldn't it be great to have her lively energy around the house?" And Marco's like, "We could have." Yeah, I love how they just literal. accept
1: her. We could have <laughs> that. I love how they just her accept puppy. her right off the bat.
2: Yeah, they're just yeah. like, "Oh, this is." Uh, Marco's parents are so chill. They're probably the most chill parents in anything I've ever seen. um nice. it's like later in the show. Star leaves, and then Marco ends up going and living on on Muni for a full like season or two. And yep, he literally comes back,
1: and they have a new baby. Oh. And he didn't know about it because he didn't bother to visit. Oh my right. god! And oh I, god. I think one of the characters was like, "Wait, is that <laughs> is that Star's daughter?" I'm like, "It's like what? No! I will never understand how they got away with that." Oh my god! Uh-oh. This show's wild. <laughs>
2: Oh, um, and then the so star goes upstairs and um, she uh does a spell and changes her normal guest room into this part of the castle that sticks out of the side of the house and will be there seemingly forever. And mm. of course, her room <laughs> is amazing and Barbara's like, wow, I'd love a room like this. And then she's like, oh, you would? Lo- you would? Okay, I can do that for they you. Just last words. And then it's like mystic room suck transform. It's like, why was the word suck in that spell? Because your room sucks.
0: Hey, phrasing. <laughs> she, she, she pretty much turned uh his room into a Sam Raimi jump scare. <laughs> Once again, everything is broken.
2: Everything is broken. Because she doesn't know quite really how to do magic yet. It's funny because half the time she doesn't flaw oh, that's so the, the, the best
1: part. No, like, that's the best part. They give her the wand, and then they're surprised that she doesn't know how to do magic.
2: It's like, well, you haven't taught her anything yet, you know? Exactly! Yeah. What were like you expecting? Like, it's like giving someone the keys to a car and saying, go for it, especially when
0: it's a stick well, to, shift. They're not going to be, gonna be fair, able to do it crashes into a, a tree. Side. To be fair, it is... I mean, if we're going by, you know, the behavior of young royalty throughout the lineage of royal, you know, royalty... And kings and queens and all that. Pretty and uh, I'm not saying it's know. unrealistic because it's
2: not. It is realistic. But <laughs> it's like you can't just expect this to work perfectly out of the gate. You know, and they're like, yeah, oh, guess. you know what? But hey, we're gonna send you to
1: princess jail, basically. It's like, okay,
2: maybe <laughs> try a different approach, but
1: it's oh, perform well. school, honey, not jail. Although Ooh, admittedly yeah. it's a lock line like jail.
0: It's like uh it's like uh the parents, uh all the parents including uh uh you know, um sorry, what was the pony's name again? Sorry. Um Ponyhead. Uh Her name Ponyhead, is Ponyhead including pony head's parent. They're all like, Are we old and out of touch? No, it's the children that are wrong. Yeah, you know,
1: we have to <laughs> always what? the children.
2: We'll, we'll absolutely come back and talk about um, St. O's down the road because they really built that up, and that I, I really like how they ended up doing that. Hmm. Um Me too. Uh, so it, we also have to talk about um, the 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 minion of Ludo's who is spying on Star, figuring out what's going on, and that is Buff Frog, who we don't know it yet, but he is one of the best characters on the entire show,
1: bar none. Nice. yes buff frog is wonderful and maybe second only to ludo yes yes but buff although frog is still post season one ludo
2: buff frog is great because he gets he gets a really good redemption arc and he actually ends up being a good guy
0: yeah cool down the guy.
2: road and i love that for him like he actually has a family and everything he is is so sweet it's great yeah Alan, T- Alan Tudick plays ludo and he's phenomenal
1: he's, he's also he's- the joker in the harley quinn animated series yeah, he and, is and
2: he's um, King Candy and um, the search engine guy, Ralph Breaks the Internet.
1: I he can't hear a- the Joker without hearing uh, Ludo anymore. Because <laughs> this was my first introduction to him. Um,
2: um, like I said, Alan Tudyk is kind of the John Ratzenberger of uh, of Disney feature animation. He was also
0: the Duke of Wesselton.
2: Weaseltown. Wesselton.
0: <laughs> yeah, for a second I thought uh, when I saw Frozen for the first time I thought, wait, did they get Gary Oldman for that one line? And it's like, oh wait, no. <laughs> it's uh, Alan Tudyk. Like, yeah. So of yeah. course the other thing that's introduced in the
2: episode is Marco knows karate, which comes in handy when he gets mad and runs off and um, Star goes after him and then they end up being cornered by all of Ludo's minions. And, and then they give a little beat down. Star's about to fight them but then margo steps in and and um starts fighting up with karate and she's like you can fight he's like yeah it's called karate um yeah. so yeah karate there's a whole fight and i love i love the creativity with all of stars different spells and how she just comes up with them she's literally making it
1: up as she goes along. because
2: i know later ludo's like how do i do this and Gloucester is like it's not that simple Oh, we do, we do get a glimpse of Glossaryk at the beginning of the episode. Which is something that I have. Or noticed. as I
1: called him, the sentient punchable face in my yes. video series. Oh, uh,
2: Glossary. <laughs> God, Glossaryk.
1: Is he the best character or the worst?
2: Yes. Uh, he's like Rafiki where it's like he has all of the knowledge, but he's also like impossible to get any information out of.
1: Except in riddles.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: He's like, Rafiki meets the fucking Riddler. Yeah, but the Riddler is actually funny. Yeah, that's true. The Riddler is actually funny. Lost
2: is is just infuriating. But we'll talk more about that later. Um, Yep. So the second episode um, Oh, one, and so they of course reconcile towards the end of the First episode, and he's like, "All right, fine. We will be staying together in this house. You know, it, you know, mm-hmm.
1: a boy and a girl living in the same house together. What could possibly? What could
2: possibly? It's not like there's going to be
1: a budding Besides romance. Everything. Besides everything,
2: we like to we would never romance. just just put these two together like that. Right? We
1: have to go even dumber." <laughs> destroy the whole
2: universe uh, but well the, that's
0: way down the road that's a
1: story for another day possible genocide question mark
0: that's uh, the one thing I. that's the one thing I heard before going into this is
2: possible genocide we don't know I'm
0: uh, so sorry
1: let's not talk <laughs> about it
0: oh um that's gonna yeah, be I, interesting. Right, one. we
1: have enough on our plate with the silly pony head.
0: Uh,
2: yeah,
1: you know, yeah. It's,
2: it, it's kind of insane how it's like you go from shit like that, like like <laughs> you know, just we're gonna hop across a couple dimensions and go party to the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Huh. I mean, yeah, Gravity Falls does that too, but also that was that was always there and built up to.
0: Yeah. when's uh when's uh does it ever go into uh it's uh everybody hurts uh you know uh, never mind everybody sorry i'm trying to make hurts. a and everybody cries. tonight are you ready to make some bad choices
2: basically um star and marco are enjoying some delicious nachos you can't go wrong with mm-hmm. nachos um oh i didn't see any sour cream involved i just saw some cheese and jalapenos i hope there's some sour cream because you don't
0: have sour cream and guacamole
2: There's
0: some, uh, some meat on there also but have the meat on marco
2: there. is presumably um if not Mexican, he's definitely Hispanic, so he, he should know what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. Should <laughs> Mexican, but or at least his da- his dad is Mexican. Um, yeah. But there's a knock at the door, and after some brief tension, pony head jump scares Marco. Oh. Yeah, uh, and we Marco's were so,
1: up. so happy to see her,
2: and they're very happy to see each other, and and then. So I was like, Marco, get up. And Ponyhead's like, Oh, that's not a dead person? <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Uh, yeah. So Ponyhead, of course, has the dimensional scissors and they go hang out at the bounce lounge. But it's quickly revealed that Ponyhead is being pursued by someone who looks dark and scary. Fugitive. Because she's a fugitive. Uh-huh. And. A clown. Ponyhead hears um, Star call Marco her best friend, and gets really and she's jealous, jealous. About it, uh, uh, I was like, "I can have two best friends." I, I wrote this later in my notes, but I'm going to say this now. Um, this is the problem with the concept of best friends: is that it's it, it's so there it's, has to be a winner. Yeah, there yeah. has to be a winner. There's only one best friend. That's why it's like I don't say I have a best friend. I say I have very good friends. You know? Yeah. I, I, I and, don't. I, you I, know. I don't consider anyone my best friend because it's like it's not a competition.
0: Yeah, and yeah, you know, well, or it it's... is,
2: and
1: Marco won.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, considering way. who Ponyhead, considering who Ponyhead is, maybe that was the inevitable conclusion
0: that Marco would win. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because Ponyhead kind of sucks.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. she's not actually. Actually, yeah, she's kind of the worst. <laughs> I mean, she ditches Marco in another dimension.
0: It's one of those things where it's just like, there's. Um, I think my favorite, like, I think my favorite part of that dynamic is when they're in the photo booth and <laughs> they're they're just, uh, just. I know the staging. Oh, and uh, and the that, editing
2: or just that is... comedic timing <laughs> absolutely perfect yeah. comedic timing just
0: <laughs> yeah that was that was my favorite part of that whole um bit <laughs>
1: um and um i liked the everyone hears a whole bunch of squares joke
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love the tetris one the tetris one yeah, was great yeah hey i'm um, the polar
2: express uh, kid did you know that i'm the polar express kid
0: I <laughs> was um, the
2: first I was the first gift.
0: <laughs> now uh where's uh, now and this and uh, I love the uh, I love the bit where uh, what's his, uh, Marco's on the on the ledge and he looks down he sees the skeleton, skeleton. and skeleton. skeleton's like far, far, oh, far. I'm lonely. <laughs> yeah.
2: That, that the 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 spikes with the skeleton is very kind of Indiana Jones esque, and I love that. Yep. But it's also like the way that they play that up comedically
0: is so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I was uh I was actually surprised they put they were able to say turd, in uh in a in the kids show.
2: Yeah, well that comes back the. The, the, multiple act, times act in a big way in uh yeah. huh. the, the saint o's episodes yeah um <laughs> i love the tetris gag i love landslide's revolution that was good <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: some. and then the, the other club then... is
2: called the
1: scum bucket uh, <laughs> yeah. no was to the chum bucket unfortunately
2: yeah, totally not stop, stop reference. It actually it actually kinda looked like a lobster <laughs> trap. So it's like it kind of looks like the Krusty Krab in a way. Yeah.
0: Maybe they uh maybe they uh you know maybe they you know settled their differences and made and you know made a joint uh business uh, in an alternate universe. I don't know.
1: In an alternate universe where SpongeBob ended after the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean man, take me by the hand, lead me to the land.
2: Um, yeah, sorry, oh, we should I'm just... probably talk about the theme song, um, which we didn't talk about earlier. We should probably talk about the theme song. I like it, yeah, I love I, the animation. Uh, I love the transitions between locations, I think that is so cool, and yeah. especially how that changes between seasons mm-hmm. and they add different, yeah, in there including... The
1: second one isn't nearly as lively, though, I have to say.
2: Yeah, because again, different animation
0: studios, so it's not quite as chaotic. Is it like The Simpsons? Does it get... is is it Does it get that, you know, difference in quality?
2: I mean, I think it's because it's not like The Simpsons where it's a drastic difference, but it is noticeable that yeah. the show is much... I wouldn't say it's much more subdued because it's still crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite as just. <laughs> They're not going Chaotic. hard for the comedy.
0: Oh, okay, right. So it's more talking head. Yeah. Oh. If memory
1: serves, oh, season oh, one was animated by Mercury and Toon City, and season two onward was animated by Rough Draft Studios and mm-hmm. Sugar Cube. Rough We're Rough just doing Draft the Owl House
0: right. right now. Oh, okay. So that's that's the framework. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Rough Rough Drafts looks prettier in stills, but the animation for Mercury and Toon are a lot more energetic.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh Mercury also does stuff like the Tangled series, the Mickey Mouse shorts, which of course are incredible, and also incredible is
1: Hilda on Netflix. Please go watch it. There's a lot about this show to talk about, but it's all not congregated in the first episode. Right. (laughs) This is a show where there's a
2: lot... All, the other thing I didn't realize looking back on Disney+, Plus, the first season's only 13 episodes. I wonder why. Yeah,
1: 13 half hours.
2: Yeah, 13 half hours, but 13 episodes, all the other seasons are like 22 or 23.
1: Oh. Yeah, can we get some consistency on how we count the episodes? <laughs> yeah. But
0: yeah. Hey, at least it's not like Clone Wars where it's like they flipped the the, you know, you have to, yeah, where it's like you have to flip You know, you have to read up on which episode's the right episode to watch or something. Uh, (laughs) That is why I have
2: not tried to start Clone Wars. (laughs) Star Wars, The Force of Evil. So, yeah, um, Ponyhead eventually, um, after Star realizes that that Ponyhead ditched Marco in the other dimension, uh, she gets mad. She gets mad at Ponyhead, and Ponyhead's like, all right, fine, we'll go go rescue him. Um, Because, of course, Marco's been. uh, Margaret has been captured by the the guards that are trying to capture Ponyhead, and he's like, "I don't know where she is." <laughs> well, what if we do this? And they flash the lights. <laughs> That's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, Ponyhead actually kicks quite a bit of ass. Mm.
1: But, a little bit um, of redemption for her.
2: Yeah, yeah, she actually does get a bit of a cool action hero moment. As she completely screws up this whole Crystal Palace arcade thing. Um she crashes into one of the crystals that she destroyed. And um, you think there's gonna be a whole final stand with Star and Marco, but then King Ponyhead's like, Time to give it up, cupcake. And star's like, Wait, is
1: that King Ponyhead?
2: Marco's like, Oh my god,
0: as King Ponyhead shows up, and he's huge. <laughs> and he's Mar- Man, that reminds Mar- me. I love Mar- Mar-
1: Marco's line. I love Marco's line. Well, your mother's a horse. (laughs) Yes. Yes, and your point is? And, (laughs) yeah.
0: I mean, I mean. uh, I guess there's
1: a reason why we don't see her.
0: (laughs) What happened to Mr. Puzzle? She doesn't want to talk about it. Cut to the news anchor, uh, and the picture is, uh, the caption is of uh, a bunch of kittens in a basket, and there were no survivors anyway <laughs>
2: I, love, I love like just just I, I love non-sequitur dark humor like that where it's like yeah.
1: and star has a lot of that
2: oh yeah absolutely yeah um the, um, um, um pony head ends up of course going to say she's like "Well, no jail can hold me uh, for long um, but before she does, she gives Star the dimensional scissors so that they could go anywhere. Which, if nice. she hadn't done that, were they just going to leave Star and Margo stranded there?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless, uh, you know, unless it. They totally would have. Yeah. I mean, unless, uh, what's it called? Unless Belle from the 2017 Beauty and the Beast remake came along and was like, here you go. Here's the magic mirror, a magic book, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Never mind. Lame.
1: I hate that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) I think the TARDIS mirror
2: is fine uh, for a theme park attraction. It shouldn't actually work like that in a movie. But it's
0: realistic. Take
2: me back to the day Bell and Beast fell in love. Is this haunted mirror actually stretching? Or is it...
0: Or is it... Or consider this chilling challenge to write a better script. Yes. <laughs> All that
2: happens after that is um they go home and eat nachos. I
1: think this is going to be the beginning of a beautiful friend ship. <laughs>
2: yeah, friend I think this is gonna it's definitely not oh. gonna be uh a ship that people go absolutely freaking bananas for, no sir. No, because obviously, it's, um, obviously, Star is gonna end up with Tom, right? Right. Oh yeah, we haven't met Tom yet. Never mind.
1: Don't no worry, we have oh, four
2: so whole seasons triangle.
0: to ruin this. <laughs> yeah. So there's a love triangle, now. Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh well, um, well the other um, thing that's not mentioned in this episode is that Marco had a crush on. Um, Jackie Lynn Thomas, who's the the cool skater
0: girl. So it's a it's a love uh, love uh, tri- no rectangle quadrangle. It's a love quadrangle, as
2: um, as said in uh, camp camp.
1: <laughs> Sounds about right.
0: <laughs> well, you
1: know, I've,
2: uh... except it really isn't because. Um it's not like it goes the opposite direction for like for like Tom and Jackie, honestly. Although maybe it goes the opposite direction for Tom and Marco.
1: I would pay big money to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, to see Tom, the chaos that would ensue.
2: Tom, Tom, Marco. Well, cause Tom and Marco end up having a really good friendship down the line.
0: Um mm-hmm.
2: uh, which is why I hate that they do, and this is getting really far ahead, but it's why I kind of hate that they <laughs> do that thing where it's like, oh, well, um, we're still going to have Star and Marco kind of do their thing, even though Star is supposed to still be, be- dating Tom at the time. Uh, and like, that, that, that's such a huge betrayal of trust. and cause, cause that's, It's like, so that's stupid. Friends, and it's like if It's not working with Star and like, like, Star. If it's not working with Tommy, yes. you can tell him
1: it's so stupid. And if this episode were uh dedicated to the whole show, not just the first episode, I could sit here for three hours telling you why that
2: doesn't work. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> frustrating, but like I said, no, I already kind of did a lot of ground to cover with this show, and I don't know how long it's going to take us to get okay. considering the fact that I want to talk about other stuff on this show as well, right? <laughs> yeah, so. Um, But overall, a good start and... Very good start. We'll yep. see how things go. We'll come back to Star Versus at some point, I'm sure. Okay. Um,
0: Does anyone here have anything they want to plug? Yes, I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash DL Pictures.
1: Funny enough that we're doing a Star Versus episode because recently... Uh, over the past couple of months, I did a huge video retrospective on the show, and it's on my YouTube channel, which is my name, Andrew Acuna. Uh, I did all four seasons, the last video being over two hours long, because, yeah, <laughs> the show kind of justified that. Um, you want, If you want to get caught up on the show, and you haven't seen any of the episodes, I think that's a good place to start. And hmm. the next show I'm doing is Danny Phantom, so...
2: Oh. I've never spent spent, um, a grand total of, like, what, 15 minutes talking about how much an episode involving a cartoon ship frustrates me. I've never done anything like that. I don't blame you.
1: I've never
2: done a a certain Phineas and Firm episode. You can find me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97. I'm planning on making new videos there at some point, but I have no promises right now. You can also find this podcast on twitter at podcast acronym if you like this and want to hear more be sure to subscribe leave us a review and give us five stars you can find us on anchor and all the other usual places google play spotify apple Podcasts, and Starport 97 on youtube i've kind of slacked on uploading new episodes to youtube but i think i'm going to just do it where i upload them in a batch like once a month just so that i because i, I want to have more people listen here first Next month on this podcast is Phineas and Ferbuary, which means that every episode for next month is going to be all about Phineas and Ferb. So hmm. next week, we're going to be talking about the time travel shenanigans, including Milo Murphy's Law. Oh, uh, yeah. February 8th, we're going to be talking about the insanity of Phineas and Ferb, specifically Ferb TV. Um, then we have the Phineas and Ferb Valentine's Day special, aka we just talked about shipping. And on February 22nd, we'll be talking about Dude, We're Getting the Band Back Together with Phineas and Ferb co creator Jeff Swampy Marsh. It's going to be a lot of fun, you don't want to miss it. So join us next week as we completely overanalyze the time travel mechanics of the Phineas and Ferb universe. Right here on the podcast without a cool acronym.
0: I think Earth is a pretty great place. That's saying something, because I've been through outer space. I think.